Well, hello, David. <laughs> hello. How are you? I'm great. And you? Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing I'm, all right. We our summer break is over. Not that anyone knows. <laughs> But we took what, like five weeks off of recording? I think it was five weeks, yes. Man, that's a long time. But we are we are back. We are looking at each other in the face. It's wonderful. Yes. Dave has a <laughs> thicker beard than me, and I'm annoyed by it. But it's fine. <laughs> All those years of being clean shaven, Dave, you were hiding such a gem of a beard. Yes. See, so, he doesn't I'm, even deny it. He doesn't even deny it. I'm, and I'm gonna let it grow. I guess. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> but anyways, we're back. This is episode 189 of the Masterclass podcast, and we are going to be in Hebrews chapter 10 later. But I thought uh, before we dive in, we would, we would do a little catch up, Dave. Did you know? Did you know that college football is back, sir? Uh, I did know that, yes. You don't seem as excited about it as I do. Well, that's because I'm a K-State fan. <laughs> <laughs> the Big 12 is disintegrating. and This is true. Yes. And so, unfortunately, I think K-State doesn't have a great shot. If the Big 12 does disintegrate, they're going to have to go like I, Mountain West I, or something like that. Yeah, I don't think either way. And I've, you know, I, I guess it... You know, dealing with COVID and all that kind of stuff, too. I think it was kind of a rough go last year. but Yeah, well, the good news is is that it's not K-State's fault. It's the fact that Texas and Oklahoma did everybody real dirty. Mm-hmm. Which is, yep. as an outsider, not terribly surprising. But I'm, uh, I have no reason to be excited about college football because I root for Michigan. And... uh we won two games last year, Dave. <laughs> with high expectations, too, wasn't there? See, that's the problem with being a Michigan fan. Is that there's, there's always there's high. always <laughs> high expectations, regardless of what reality says there should be. Yeah. Um, and God was good in that last year. The Michigan Ohio State game got canceled due to COVID outbreak in Michigan's camp. Um, because if that had not happened. Ohio State's second string would have played the entire fourth quarter. We would have we would have <laughs> lost by forty, without even without question. Um, but of course, new season brings new optimism for all programs, even K State, Dave. Because you know the games aren't played yet, so you never know. You never know. You never know. The whole Big Twelve could just dump on OU and Texas this year as revenge, and that would be glorious. But yes. Anyways, football is back, and that makes me happy. Anything exciting in your life, sir? Uh, Any major changes you want to talk about? <laughs> well, I, so I did retire from law enforcement, which I'm, yes, very, very excited about. And then I have started doing some substitute uh, para, so I've done the special needs classroom a few oh, times. Really? And then yesterday I officially submitted my application to do um, substitute teaching. So there you go. Yeah. Kids so, don't know who they're messing with, Dave. 
<laughs> no. But, you know, it's, it, I've been in the high school already, and that's where my son is in high school. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's been all right. I've actually kind of enjoyed it. So, and I've literally gotten rid of everything that is any kind of indicator that I was ever a police officer. So, well, I am glad that you are retired and enjoying it. Thank you. You deserve it, man. And you certainly earned it. You certainly earned it. You know, and that's it's very it's it's funny because like I'm slightly antsy about what I'm going to do next, but at the same time, I've really just enjoyed it, and um, yeah, I don't know, I yeah, I, I I'm appreciative of the downtime. And I've been doing a lot of reading and just taking my time in the mornings to spend time with God and uh, kind of expand my who I'm reading and what I'm reading and kind of, um, I don't know. You got any just, good just, re- recommendations? Just not, not, um, <laughs> No, nothing, nothing. Okay. I'm, I'm sure I will. Um, I, I will have to say that, um, I'll be very surprised if Melissa and I, so we don't, we haven't been at church kind of in over a year, which I mean, we've gone to church, but we don't have a church and I, I suspect that we will probably land at something much different than what we have both, what we both grew up in. And then mm-hmm. I worked at and she worked at and we've attended. Um, but then as soon as I say that it won't happen. So, but we're just, we're really kind of open to everything and anything. And, and when I say that, I still believe that, Jesus being proclaimed as the <laughs> son of God and the savior and all that kind of the, you know, when I was in the, um, uh, I can't even remember what denomination it was considered now, but what they called the essentials. So, and I don't think anybody that probably has found themselves listening to this podcast would have much um, in terms of the essentials, I think that we'd probably all agree. Mm-hmm. So, got to speak in tongues. Yeah, <laughs> top of the list. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, interesting. I look forward to hearing more about that <clears throat> in the future. Sorry, my microphone was <laughs> acting funny. Anyways, um, well, should we get to should we get to the the good stuff, Dave, or the better stuff? I should say the better stuff. Yeah, we can certainly do that. All right. Well, like I said, we're going to continue on in Hebrews chapter ten, and we're going to be in, starting in verse eight, and we're going to go all, all the way to eighteen. 
So, Dave, would you like to do the honors, sir? When he said above, you have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemy should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness for us. For after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Man, there is some good stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Like, holy cow. I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Okay. I guess let's just start at the beginning then. You have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings, those offered according to the law. Behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish a second. So he does away with the offerings in order to do God's will. That's a big statement. And it gets it gets fleshed out, right, in, in the rest of these verses. But like this is the premise that started. Jesus shows up to do away with all of the offerings that the law required so that he could do God's will. I feel like we should sit there for a second, Dave. It, it strikes me as an interesting juxtaposition that the law and, and God's will are, are two separate things in this, or, or not that God's will is only a very narrow thing, but the law was established for so long, right? And how many hundreds of thousands of animals were sacrificed throughout the course of history so that Jesus could just show up and do one sacrifice at once for all time for all people so that no sacrifices ever had to be made ever again. It's... I don't I don't think I'm able to communicate like how that makes me feel right now, which is unfortunate because now is when we're recording. 
So I guess the word that I find interesting upon a, a second and third read is establish. He's got, he, Jesus has come to do God's will, and he does away with the first, the offerings, according to the law, in order to establish God's will, which as we get towards the end, we realize is the forgiveness of sins. And we read in the middle part, um, every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. Like, if this isn't like the, the tale of Sisyphus, but in the Bible, like, <laughs> you're going to do the same thing every day, and it's going to be gruesome and brutal and hard and gross and smelly, and not a single thing that you do can take away a sin. So there's this whole system built, this, this, these sacrifices, this whole system, all the rituals that doesn't actually accomplish anything from a salvation standpoint. But yet God requires it. And as, as people, you know, as a guy, um, that has never had to sacrifice an animal and sprinkle its blood <laughs> everywhere. And, you know, like I just, I can't help but think, and I've said this before and I'm sure I'll say it again, that the, the visceral and violent and gory nature of the sacrifices along with the sounds and the smells and like all of the senses that are involved in watching and or participating in the sacrificing of an animal that that sticks with you and that has a lasting impact on your on your psyche right that i i think that we as you know post jesus christians don't have like our our most symbolic and physical um, sacrament is baptism. But that's not violent. It's not visceral. It might be a little bit if you're the one getting baptized and you're like, you can't swim, right? But <laughs> we lack the the tangible nature of the sacrificial system. And I just, I wonder if, if God's will was to forgive sins, did, did he enact the sacrificial system to, to get people's attention, right? To have the reality and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The depth of our brokenness put on display. We're doing all of this to appease God, and yet none of it will save us. It cannot. And I just, it's a bit existential in that regard, but I don't know. I just, I find it very interesting that that system lasted for so long solely to show the people of their need for something greater. Mm-hmm. 
Like that, it's just, it's brutal, man. It's brutal. Yeah. I, I, you know, kind of looking at, I, I would have to be in agreement with you of just the whole having a job that literally it, it has, I don't want to say it has no meaning, but it, it does become empty. It becomes, um, I, how it, well, how it wouldn't, how it didn't become for them just a, well, I'm sure it was a ritual, but just how it, 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 it didn't lose its meaning when it really didn't accomplish anything. It's just mind boggling. Well, and but I wondered, like, is this one of the reasons why we see so, stories of priests in the Old Testament that were just corrupt and messed up and doing bad things? I mean, you've worked dead end jobs before, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, uh, invigorate you to be, uh, you know, the best part of society. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I just I don't know. I've never. It's just such a like raw take on the law and the sacrificial system. It's very interesting to me. Yeah, and and you know, I suppose the other could be true is is for somebody who was steadfast in their in their work and seeing the sacrifice and just it could, I guess, become burdensome in terms of just the fact that it didn't make a difference, you know, um, mm -hmm. the futility of it all. Well, um, and so part of me wonders is like, how much are we approaching this from the Western, you know, 21st century, you know, viewpoint that like work has to have purpose and that if we're not doing something with meaning, that it's meaningless and, Versus the the older, you know, more Eastern viewpoint of like, you belong to a community and everyone in a community has a role and your role is to fulfill this specific set of duties. And it doesn't mm -hmm. like this, this idea that we're chasing meaning or purpose or celebrity or, you know, whatever is very different now than how we, oh, yeah. at least, at least how we, we understand different cultures and different times and different places and what their values were. And so I, I, I just, I guess to play devil's advocate to my own point is like, maybe the fact that it was pointless really didn't matter. And it was just, they were fulfilling their role. I was born into this family and this family mm -hmm. is part of the tribe of Levi. And this is what we do. This is the family business. And, you know, too bad if I wanted to do something else. Like this is, this is my right, role. This right. is my part of the community. And I'm going to do what my, my role is. What a what an interesting way to do things. Sometimes sometimes I I I wish that life were simpler like that. But alas, it is not. <laughs> yes. All right. So he says uh, he does away with the first sacrificial sacrifices in the law in order to establish. God's will, and by that will, 
we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So this is how he establishes God's will. He offers his own body as a sacrifice once for all. That's, uh, there's a song that I've been listening to. Um, it's on the Worship Initiative's latest album. Uh, it's called The Cup Was Not Removed, and I don't know who the original you know, uh, recording artist or writers mm-hmm. are. Um, so I apologize, but the whole idea is, you know, Jesus asked in the garden, like, if this cup can be removed, please let's do that. But if not, that your will and not mine. And so the, the whole song is a celebration of the fact that the burden placed on Jesus wasn't removed and that he drank it all. But then the second verse says the law wasn't removed. It was fulfilled. And that's mm-hmm. the second verse. And then the third verse is, my sin was removed. So it's this whole progress through the the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus and what it means for for what Jesus did, for what it means to the law, and what it means to the individual uh, believer. It's, it's just a good jam, Dave. I'll have to put that in the show notes. <laughs> So then we get to the part that we read already. Um, And every priest stands daily at a service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifice, which can never take away sins. But, and this is where it gets super cool, when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And we'll carry on. But like, look at the two outcomes of these scenarios. The priest stands daily, Offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, the result can't take away sin. Christ offered his body once, and then he went and sat down at the right hand of God. (laughs) (laughs) Could there be two more like divergent paths and results here? It's almost kind of like a flex, a little bit. Like, oh, I did, I did this once, and now I'm going to go chill by God. (laughs) Like, I know that's not the intent, but just when you compare it to the entire lineage of priests and all the sacrifices and the absolute nothing that it amounted to as far as salvation is concerned. There's plenty of other things that the law amounted to the, the impact on, on individuals and the fear of God and the, the understanding of the relationship between, you know, human and God and the depravity and the sin, like the law accomplished that in spades. But the one thing it could never do, as it said here, and we've talked about, and we all know this, it couldn't save anybody. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Man. Could you imagine that kind of power? (laughs) No. It's terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, the next verse is even the, you know, cherry on top. It, not yeah. only does he sit down, but then <laughs> his enemies are his footstool. Yeah, that's... Uh... 
I just I love the the imagery there, right? Like, cause you couldn't walk up to someone and be like, "Yo, man, I'm gonna make you a footstool," like, and try and sound cool and tough, right? Like, that's just not gonna work. But here, it works. Here's Jesus after doing an amazing, incredible thing, sacrificing his body, his life, for a people that were scripture says that Jesus died for the ungodly, right? We were still enemies of God when Jesus did this. And then he just gets to go sit down at the right hand of God. So you just got this like awesome throne, you're right, this big awesome chair. And then like he just leans back ah, and puts his feet on on those that remain his enemies <laughs> and don't accept the gift of salvation through faith. And I got to imagine having the feet of Jesus on your uh, on your back is <laughs> quite a quite a hefty weight would be my guess. And then verse 14 says for by a single offering again he's just focusing on it's a single right like the the comparison between one and countless this one offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. That gives me hope, Dave. Yes, very much so. Because there's, there's times where I certainly fight the sanctification process quite rigorously. Um, but I like that it's not, it doesn't matter that I like it. I think it is, um, indicative of God and his character that it says he has perfected as in past tense. The perfection has been complete for all time. Those who are being present tense sanctified. So even though I'm in that process and even though I fight it sometimes, and even though like it is, I'm sure the Holy Spirit just wants to be like, oh boy, I'm going to smack you today. Like you need to <laughs> get right with Jesus. But that single offering has already perfected me for all time, even though I'm still being sanctified. And this gets into that whole uh, now, but not yet idea of the kingdom that, that Jesus, you know, has established the kingdom. He's, in, he's inaugurated it, initiated it, but it won't be fully here until he comes back and this whole God exists out of time and space and, you know, all that crazy stuff that, that he can in a moment in time on earth in a physical space, perfect someone for all time who's yet to be born, let alone started the process of sanctification. Like it's in a single offering too. It's, mm -hmm. It is a lot to wrap your head around, if that's even possible. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, just what you said, and I know we've we've talked about it quite a bit here, is just that, you know, I, I, where, did, where did it become a thing that, like, Christians have their act together? <laughs> like, where did it become a thing that— I blame, I blame the 50s. Well, and that's, that's quite possible, 
but it's just you know you know we are sinless but we're still working out or we're still being sanctified so it's like you said it's 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 a process and it's just so interesting to me of just how we totally expect Christians to not mess up, you know? And yeah, that is not at all what the gospel is. Like, it's not at all what, and, and, and I guess, you know, to, to be honest with you, this is, I think one of the things that I've just, I've personally been wrestling with lately of just why, Like, why do we completely expect people just to stop? And why do we, why do we beat ourselves up, you know, over sin? And, and again, like, even as I say these things, you know, I get that we want to change. And so when you want to change, you, you really can't be okay with, but, um, We, we are, we do live in that tension of God, what Jesus did is complete in terms of our eternal, mm-hmm. but there is very much a having to live in it in this moment and us not being very good at extending grace, not very good at allowing, you know, and, and, and I just, I think about how we all just put up these we all live a kind of a facade. We kind of put up these fake being okay. We put up a fake sort of, well, I don't do those things or I don't have struggle. And that's just like so silly. Like it's such a terrible place to live when we've actually been kind of been given this freedom to be honest about who we are and to be honest Mm -hmm. about where we're at. And yet we as Christians, the ones who really kind of have that, permission <laughs> to live that place we we constantly just have to act like we always do the right thing or you know i have these small sins that i struggle with or, or whatever so anyway it's just a little gossip dave yeah yeah i that is a that's a tough nut to crack because like even as you're saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think that I think that Christians should, you know, have their act together. And I'm like, well, look at my life, man. <laughs> I know I don't have my stuff together. Yeah. Like I know what I struggle with. I know what you know, what God is saving me from. So, and I haven't spent a lot of time on this, but there's a podcast going around the rise and fall of Mars Hill, oh, or something gosh. to that effect, and. Mark Driscoll and mm-hmm. all of them. And so she's been listening to that and that's kind of been a catalyst for, um, for our conversation. But one of the themes that her and I, Melissa and I have noticed is that the guy who's hosting it, I think we think has been pretty fair in terms of saying, but God has still worked through all of this. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to point at fingers at the big church that fell and the 
the strong personality and, you know, those kinds of things. But like, that is the theme of Christianity. I mean, it's like God working in spite of us, in spite of our just, and, and, and just even looking at the, 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 the disciples and just Jesus kind of being like, ah, why don't you guys get this? Like, why are you sleeping? You're supposed to be praying. You're sleeping. And why do you not know that this one has, doesn't, you know, this demon has to be come out through prayer and, you know, um, anyway, um, yeah. So my, my point to that is, is it, it is when you look at just the fact that Christianity has existed for 2000 years. And how has it existed? Through a bunch of knuckleheads like us. <laughs> you know, it continues to <laughs> continue on. And and again, I think what that speaks to is the Holy Spirit. And so anyway. Well, speaking of the Holy Spirit, verse 15 yes. says, And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us. For after saying, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. So this is why Jesus dying on the cross and coming back three days later, resurrecting, right? Not only as we said earlier, does away with the law and establishes God's, you know, God's will. It's because it was the one sacrifice that allowed forgiveness to occur. It was enough to fulfill God's wrath. It was enough to fulfill the law. It was enough to cover the brokenness that sin had caused. And because it says here, where there is forgiveness of sins, lawless deeds, there's no longer any offering for sin. We don't need... It's done. It's it's over. Yeah. How come I haven't heard more sermons from this part of Hebrews? Come on, man. <laughs> This is rich. <sighs> I don't know. I guess where my head's at right now is like, why? You know, and then the, the, the answer is, well, God is good. Well, why? Why is he good? Why does he care? Why why would he do this for his enemies? Why why me? Why you? Why anybody? Mhm. You know? Well, and that's, you know, it just really is. It's it's the nature of who he is and again, that that even to me is just you know, he was not created. He is eternal. And 
there are just implicit truths about who God is that I I don't know. It it really is just awesome to me, and I am in awe of God and uh, yeah. <laughs> It's like, and oh, so what I'm about to say is, I'm just going to say it. Like, it seems so unsatisfactory that the answer is, it's just his nature. He is just that good. Right. Like it's, yes. and it shouldn't feel, it should, it should be the most overwhelming, but it's just like, really? That's the answer? Yeah. Like there isn't some like 90,000 page manual I have to read, to, you know, or like it, it's just that simple. Like it, it really, it's, it's just that simple. He's just good. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's why. And like, that is just, it doesn't feel like enough. Right. And I think therein lies our human misunderstanding of all of this, right? Is that there has to be more. There has to be, there has to be a reason, something that, something that I could trigger, something that I could do to make it make sense to have not earned the whole thing, but like maybe gotten his attention. You know, like mm-hmm. I have to play some part in this. I, there has to be something that, that, that I can and touch or poke or say or dance or, you know, some Kool-Aid I should drink. Right. And I think that's why it's unsatisfying because if that really is the answer, then we have to believe what the Bible says when it says that we are saved by what he has done for us. And just like these priests, there's nothing that we could ever do, no matter how many days we did it, no how many sacrifices we offered, none of it can accomplish what only God could accomplish. Mm-hmm. And, and, and these aren't just like arbitrary rules that he set up. <laughs> you know, this isn't just something that he picked. Like when we talk about it being his nature, Mm-hmm. Like our sin and who he is and how good he is, there is a separation. And it's not like God decided that. It's not like God said, <laughs> well, you know, you guys, I'm, you know, no, kind of a it's, big deal. It, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so fundamental in who he is. And it's, it's a truth like, and that's the, the, you know, just the concept of something being true has so lost its meaning. (laughs) We don't have time for that conversation today, but it's just, it is just the truth is our sin separates us from God, that it requires blood to be shed for us to be reconciled with him. And it's like you said, it's not, it doesn't come from a manual he created. It doesn't come from some guidebook. It doesn't, but that is just a fundamental truth. It's, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, 
any law of nature. It just is. Right. It's that's yes. Now those are because God created them. So that's where the analogy breaks down, right? right? But this this expands beyond that too. It just is because God is. Yes. <laughs> and that's what's yeah. Aren't you like imagine imagine if God was just apathetic and not good. Like, holy crap. I don't think the world would exist. Right. It would have blown up a long time ago because there wasn't someone trying to make good out of all of, as you put it, the stuff the knuckleheads have been doing yeah. the whole time. Yep. Oh, man. And that's another thing that I've, I think I've recently come to, and I don't know, maybe I've shared it here before of, I've really gotten away from the concept of everything happens for a reason. Preach, Dave, preach. Because <laughs> I think that's bogus. Mm -hmm. And I've Absolutely. really been at this place of God, God redeems. Mm -hmm. And the debate that I had with one of my children recently was, did Jesus really come, was his whole purpose to come die on the cross for our sins? Or did he come into the world to sit on the throne? Like what, what was, what was, what was the actual, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to arrive at an answer here, but it was truly just a, um, you know, us having that conversation and being okay mm -hmm. with not arriving at it. Like, a of just saying, well, what was like, did he really come just to die or was there something, did he come to sit on the throne and rule the world? And you know, like, and we can't ever really answer that question. I mean, we can, can't anyway. My point being to that was, is in that conversation, that was kind of that ultimate example of, you know, if his purpose wasn't solely to come and die on the cross, God still redeemed that. He still had the upper hand. He still won. And anyway. I think that kind of makes my point, I hope. But anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'll shut up there. Yeah, no, I remember the first time you told me the that concept that not every that not everything happens for a reason, but that God can redeem any situation. And I was like, see, that's what we should have been saying this whole time. It's so <laughs> much it because when someone tells you things happen for a reason. It's always when you're having a really, really crappy time. Right. And exactly. all that does is belittle your feelings and your emotions. Yeah. Right. Well, everything happens for a reason. So why are you crying? Why are you upset? Why are you devastated? Well, you know, and like people say it to mean well, but it's like, if you actually thought about what you're saying, <laughs> you wouldn't say that. But when you approach it from the, 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 the viewpoint that I think is uh, extremely biblical, that God can redeem anything that values your emotions that values the crappiness of the situation that values the gravity of, of what you're experiencing, what you're feeling. And at the same time delivers the message of hope that God can redeem it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, yes, that is exactly true. Yeah. And, and, and even just, you know, kind of the bigger piece for all this is, there's kind of that when you talk about everything happening for a reason, 
it's just this, like, we're almost along for the ride. And I, I particularly look at young Christians, new Christians uh, that are so almost have angst about figuring out what God wants them to do. And I really do think I'm at a much broader place of like going, I think you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. My, my pastor growing up explained it this way. It's like, you know, God doesn't necessarily care if you're playing catcher or left field, as long as you're on the field playing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like there's, there's some guidelines for general Christian living in life and yep. being a kingdom person. Yep. He doesn't want you on the bench and he's not so concerned about what position you're playing. As long as you are out there and you are playing the game, you are part of the kingdom. You are, yeah. you know, living out the, the great commission. Cause you can do that anywhere in any job. Yep. Absolutely true. All right. Wow. It's like we like podcasting or something, Dave. Yeah, and I, I do apologize. I feel a bit off tonight. So No. Nonsense. I am I gotta figure out my layout. <laughs> it's oh, that's changed right. Up. You're recording from the new digs, aren't you? Recording from the new digs. I am doing a laptop and the the phone to talk to you and before I had two phones and I only have one now and so I'm trying ah. to figure that out and it the other thing I'm realizing is is this room sits on the west side of the house and it gets very hot when I close the door <laughs> so anyway well, I was a bit I felt a bit rusty tonight but it was good to be back uh, it was all good man it's all good great conversation all right folks that's going to do it for this episode of the master class you can uh, go to supermegacorp.net slash masterclass slash 189 if you want the show notes or if you're listening. Uh, well, the show notes are probably all right there. Anyways, in your podcast app, um, swipe around. You'll find them. Um, yeah, there's contact info in the show notes. There's links to the good stuff. And uh, that's that. Thank you so much for your time and for your willingness to uh, let us talk into your ears for a while. Hope you're doing well. And uh David, I will uh I'll talk to you next time, sir. See you later.